Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Dreamer to Entrepreneur. I guess just to be transparent with you all, you know, me and Brittany were certainly not experts in small businesses. We just are on this journey learning as we go, just like you. So we kind of wanted to share today some of the mistakes that we made in the beginning. So hopefully you listeners who are in those beginning stages of owning a business or who are still in your dreamer stage can maybe avoid some of these mistakes that we made. Because like I said, we're not perfect. We are learning as we go and we want to share what we have learned. So hopefully y'all don't make these same mistakes. Welcome to the Dreamer to Entrepreneur podcast, a show designed to motivate and inspire women to stop sitting on the sidelines of life and finally take action towards accomplishing their dreams. Join us, Brittany Hughes and Amanda Benedict, as we share business advice, as well as our own experiences of starting and building a successful business while also juggling mom life. You'll also hear from other amazing women who bring their own message and advice to the show through inspiring interviews. It's all collaboration over competition here. Get ready to dream big, take action, and always show kindness. Let's dive in. We're both three years in, or is it a little over three years? It's a little Mm -hmm. over three years for me. You're like right here at your three year, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, three years in and hopefully you guys can avoid the things that we have. Yeah, they're yeah, just avoid the mistakes that we've made. Because definitely, you know, starting a business can be overwhelming and there's so many things going on and so many just wheels turning. It can be easy to make goof up and get yourself in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially, I know for me in the beginning, when you're on or say, you know, I know most of us, when we're in that dreamer phase, we get on Google or we get online and we're like trying to soak up all of this information Mm -hmm. on how to start a business. You know, what are the first steps to do and all these things. And it can be really difficult when you have a lot of different people telling you what to do. Like there's all kinds of different influencers, business owners, course creators out there And so, you know, one person can tell you to do this and another person can tell you to do this. And I think when there's so much information out there, I know for me, it was just overwhelming. And so I think our first mistake, and these are actually things that Amanda and I both, we, Mm -hmm. when we were going to record this episode, we each wrote down some of our mistakes and then talked about them together. And we both, these are mistakes that we both kind of dealt with. And so the first one is so spending money on things that you don't need. Yeah. So for me, being in the goods business, it was buying things that I didn't need. I got, you know, so excited, you know, saw these things and they were cute and they're fun. And oh yeah, like that would be cute for but I wasn't really paying attention to my niche and honing into like what my business was going to be out, what my customers were looking for. So I bought all kinds of different things that are, I bought these signs, wood signs that are sitting out in my shed. I bought all these candles and had these custom candles made and I sold a few of them, but I had so many sitting over. I literally just gave them away in like goodie bags, these, you know, candles that I spent $15 wholesale on. 
just get rid of them because I was sick of looking at them. Um, So yeah, there's definitely a lot of things in the beginning. I really, I personally did not do enough research to figure out what my niche was. And I definitely spent a lot of money on things that, you know, I couldn't sell or didn't sell, or I got too much of in the beginning when I didn't really need all of that inventory. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely buying things I didn't need. (laughs) Yeah. I know that I did the same thing for, I, for a lot of online business owners, I think with us, it's courses, online courses. I know, you know, I took Michaela's course and saw all the benefits that it gave me and everything I learned from that. And so then once I completed that, I was like, oh my gosh, what's next? And so I did another course and it's like, I hear so many people mention like the term course junkie. And it's so true because I feel like I could just keep taking courses because I love learning when it's things Mm -hmm. that I am interested in. So, you know, business and growing your business and learning all the things. I just, I absolutely love it. But it's also, most of these courses are a lot of money. There was one that I paid for and it actually, there's probably been more than, there's, I would say maybe three that have just kind of been a waste of my time. I mean, thousands of dollars and they're just a waste of time. And so it's kind of like, I haven't taken a course in about a year now, but that first year, it's almost like I had it in my head that I wasn't fully equipped to run this business. Like I hadn't learned, I didn't know everything I needed to know in order to run it. And I mean, the truth is, is that I I did, I already knew everything or not everything, but everything that I needed in that moment. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a lot of, that's just something that a lot of service providers, online business owners, I think just need to gain that confidence and know that just to kind of start and don't feel like you constantly need to be learning mm-hmm. or like, you know, investing all this money. Like, yes, yes you'll need to be learning, but you don't need to be spending thousands of dollars. Yeah. Pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm definitely like that. I would say I am like a dreamer person. Mm-hmm. I have this image or thing I want to do and just I'm all about it and love it and want it to come into fruition. But there are I, sometimes I need to be like reeled back a little bit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> sometimes like, it, it's a good thing to yeah. have these dreams and be creative, and, but you have to also be a realist and how can we make this happen? And that's hard when you're a solo entrepreneur because you don't have your yin to your yang person. Yeah. Like, so if yeah. you are the streamer, you don't have the person to draw you back. So Luckily, on some of the big things, I have talked with my dad and Zach and just different people to bounce ideas off of. And they're like, okay, well, how are we going to make, I know you want this, but how are we going to make this happen? What was your business goals? What was in your business plan for this year? And then that wasn't. So what what do we need to do this year so that maybe next year we can include that? Yeah. Because there's things, like I told you, I've bought, I have a Cricut machine that I don't use, hundreds of dollars there sublimation printer. I don't like sublimation printing and it's just sitting there. Not all the stuff yeah. I don't use because I'm like, yeah. oh, I got to try this. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I can make these t-shirts, you know, la da 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 da. But, you know, in the long run, I didn't like what they do. Yeah. And instead of going to a friend who had one and playing with theirs before investing all this money in it, I like went ahead and did it. Now I'm kind of sitting on all this stuff yeah. that I don't use. I know. So it definitely, especially for those of you who are like me and that dreamer, you know, it is good before you just jump 
you know, head first in the deep end to, you know, bounce your ideas off of other people too, because especially when we're talking about money and and spending, because that's where I think a lot of businesses fail is because of money. They aren't making in what the, what's going out. So you can definitely get yourself in trouble. Yeah. And it also goes back to what I was saying earlier with that, you know, there being so many different people out there trying to get you to buy or tell you that you have to have this for your business. I know for me with podcasts, I mean, I consume so many podcasts because that's, you know, my job. And it's like every episode, I work with such amazing people that every episode they put out, it's so beneficial. For instance, last week I was editing an episode of Amy Porterfield. And if you guys are familiar with Amy, she is the queen of course creation and teaches you how to create a course, an online course. And so I got done with that episode and I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I need to start my own course. What am I going to do a course on? This is going to be so amazing for my business. And it's like I had to reel myself in and it's like, Brittany, you don't need a course right now. Like, yes, Amy is telling <laughs> me that I need a course, but no, I don't have the time to put into learning how to build a course. I don't have the time to deal with the people that are would be taking the course. So it's like, you kind of just have to reel yourself back in and say, okay, is this an investment that's going to benefit me right now? You know? Mm-hmm. And I know I have to do that all the time. Cause like you, I am also a dreamer and mm-hmm. I think a lot of entrepreneurs and small business yeah. owners, we all have that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, th- and I think it's a good thing. And I think, like you said, if you're an entrepreneur, I know you've said it before, like you are creative, you are creative and some, and you may not be an artist, you know, painting a Picasso or, or you know, whatnot, but you are creative and you have that dream room and, and you almost have to, yeah, because you, when you're starting a business, you are creating something that's not, you know, not a thing and creating something new. So you definitely have to have that. But if you are like that, you need to also reel it in sometimes. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one thing that helps me is I have a brain dump list. And so whenever I get these ideas or I come across a course I want to take or a product I want to buy or something, I just, I add it to my brain dump list. And so then mm-hmm. you know, if it comes time when I do have some free time or I have some extra money that I can invest in something, I'll go to my brain dump list and I'm like, okay, which one of these do I really want to do? And a lot of times it's six months later and I had completely forgotten about the thing that yeah. I was so excited about. Yeah. So yeah, just just really being mindful in. That's smart. That's a good little idea. Yeah. <laughs> I probably need to, to implement something like that because I'm always, yeah, that's a good idea. It's kind of like, like I've, I've heard about that too with, and I know this is not business really, but with a tattoo, when you're thinking about getting one to kind of like plan it and think about it, if you come back to it months later and you're still, yes, then it's something to do. So it's kind of like that same concept. If you have this great idea and like when you're in the moment, you're super stoked about it, but you put it down, put it in a place and then revisit it. And if you're still so pumped and then maybe that is what you're supposed to do. But if you're kind of like, think about it, you know, because you get all those endorphins when you're coming up yes. with these ideas and you're super stoked. But when you come back after you've had a chance to think and mull it over and like, ah, oh, maybe that's not the right direction for me, then maybe, yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. 
a good yeah. little tip. <laughs> it's funny you say that about the tattoos because that's my exact thought process with a tattoo. I always told myself, I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself one year. And in one year, yeah. if I still want this tattoo, I'll go get it. And to this day, I have no tattoos because there has yeah. never been one that I've liked for a year. And it's so funny because I remember in my early 20s, I wanted so bad to get a full chest tattoo. Yeah. I came so close to getting it. And I look back now and I'm like, can you see me walking around with a full <laughs> chest tattoo? Like, no, that's not me at all. But that's so funny. So yeah, it's it's a good little a good little thing to do when, yeah, there's a lot of things that you want. Yeah. Yeah. So another mistake that I made, and I know Brittany would say the same thing, is not asking for help. And that is something that I am still working on. I will tell you, like, just with everything that's been going on with my personal life and work and all this stuff this summer, it has really come to the forefront that I need to ask for help. I cannot do absolutely everything by myself, you know, and I've, for a long time, I've done, I do a lot of shows. I've done, you know, hundreds of shows over the last three years. So I'm always setting up myself, tear down by myself. And I always see friends of mine who have, you know, business partners or family or spouse or whoever who go with them. And I'm like, man, that would be easier. But I've always been someone who doesn't like to ask for help, who likes to just do things on my own. And I, I'm not good at delegating. Yeah, I'm not either. But it has gotten to the point where I literally cannot be in two places at once. Mm-hmm. I literally can't. And so I'm finally getting to a place where I'm asking, you know, family and friends, I ask Brittany to help me because I, I need the extra help. And that's one thing had I seeked out help sooner, it probably would have saved me a whole lot of stress a whole lot of <laughs> worry, yeah. anxiety, time. I probably could have scaled my business a little bit quicker. But yeah, it definitely not asking for help is, you know, don't make that mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I know for me, it, it's not necessarily not wanting to ask for help. It's that, or like not, yeah, not wanting to do that. It's it was the simple fact that I did not want other hands on my business. I was so, what is it called? Not selfish, but so, I don't know. I was just so afraid that somebody else coming in and doing something in my business would mess something up because it's like, I have such a system. I have such a routine and I'm like this with anything, anything that I do, like cleaning the house, anything. It's, I don't like for other people to do it because I have a process in place. You have a way you like to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that is something that I had to overcome because like you said, I mean, there's just so many benefits for having that help. And so, you know, once I got over that and I, in the beginning, I hired an assistant that helped me a few hours a week. And then, um, you know, last year I got a social media manager that helped me now I have some assistant editors that help with shows. And it's not not to say that they're not going to make mistakes because, you know, there will be mistakes made, but you correct them and and move on. I mean, you know, any business, any large business like Amazon, for instance, they have employees that make mistakes. They have employees that aren't the right fit, but that doesn't stop them from hiring, you know? And so... And like, that's a whole different conversation that we could do 
with its own episode on finding people that would be a good fit for your business to help you out because that's something that should be taken very seriously. But yeah, just finding help is crucial. And I know in the beginning, I couldn't afford to get help. Mm -hmm. So there, I know in the beginning, for most small business owners, if you're a solopreneur, you are going to be doing things on your own. Mm -hmm. But that kind of just comes with the territory of starting a business and not having a lot of funds to bring on some other help. But you know, in six months, eight months, a year, when you do get some revenue flowing in and you can get help, it's just, I think it's just crucial. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And then also another thing that you could think about is not only do you not have time as a solopreneur, there is only a certain amount of hours in your day that you can Mm -hmm. spend on your business. But another way that you can look at it is that the people that you are hiring, like for instance, I've talked about this before on other episodes, but social media is not my jam. Instagram Mm -hmm. is, I like it. I like to get on there and scroll, but to strategize and plan out posts and be on there and in the stories all day long, like I, that's not what I like to do. Yeah. And so that was not a good way for me to spend my time. Whereas when I hired Kenzie to help with my Instagram, that is, that was her expertise. That's where she thrived. So she was able to create that content just like that because that's what she was good at. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, not only was it freeing up my time, but I was able to put out good content for viewers because it was coming from a specialist. Yeah. I think that's something else too. When you go to, when you feel like you don't know if you want to get help, think about it like you're hiring experts that can help in your business. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Cause we're, you're not going to be the expert at everything. And even, you know, people out there who are expert in, you know, social media or whatnot, like that's what they do. They know all the things. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know all the things I just like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Like, so it can be, yeah. Cause it can get overwhelming with just all the things you have to know and, and do and learn. And yeah. So, you know, ask for help because it can Mm -hmm. really alleviate some of the stuff, just even just mental health and yeah your health and, you know, just your sanity. I know not everyone out here is a mom, but me and Brittany are our moms and it's a lot. It can, it can be a lot. I think I have four nights a week that kids have activities and some of them are at two different places at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So it can be a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's always good to, to ask for help and don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. It is vital. Don't make that mistake, friends. Absolutely. And then the last thing that I just wanted to mention would be taxes. So, I mean, I know, I feel like 95% of small business owners' taxes is just a whole other, (laughs) I feel like I need like a whole week week convention to learn taxes. Yes, yes. Um, But as a small business owner, I mean, you know, in month one, I think I made maybe a hundred dollars my first month in business. And so like taxes, that was, that was just a far off concept because I was like, I don't know the money it's, we were a side hustle at that point. And so taxes and finances and all of that was just not even in my mind. I was just thinking, okay, let's just make some money first off. But yes. And then, so when money did start coming in, 
I still didn't have a good understanding of taxes and, you know, how much should be taken out for taxes and all of this because a small business owner is completely different than filing, you know, as a non-business owner. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it was just a lot. So I think one of the biggest things I would recommend is to maybe listen to some podcasts, find some YouTube videos, but get familiar with small business taxes, know where your money is going, like know how much each month you need to be Mm -hmm. setting aside, create a separate business account. Mm -hmm. And every month, like don't wait to do it quarterly. Don't wait till the end of the year, but every month take out the portion of your taxes and put that in a separate account. Because before you know it, I know I made the mistake of like, I was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to make that much money this year. So at the end of the year, Mm -hmm. I'll just grab that money and pay the taxes. And it was a lot more than I expected. And so, and I've made that mistake before, like with, you know, I collect sales tax and you're supposed to pay quarterly. And I've made the mistake before of just not paying attention missing that quarterly payment and then like having to pay a fine because it was late. Yeah. You know, cause that's another thing. Whew. Yeah. They're going to get their money. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Sam going to get their money. <laughs> no. And then also another thing is, you know, people think that you can just do all of these tax deductions when you're a business. And I mean, I know I, one of my well, I'm not going to say who, but anyways, I know of somebody and they're like, you can just write off all of this stuff. Like you go on a trip, deduct that gas, that gas mileage. Mm-hmm. You go out to a nice dinner. That's a tax deduction. You go buy some clothes that look like business clothes. That's a tax deduction. Like just deducting everything. And that is wrong. Not accurate. Yeah. Not <laughs> accurate. Um, yes. And- And so I also say to be mindful and pay attention of who you're learning your tax information from, because there are business owners that will tell you, oh, I deduct all of this and I don't ever really pay taxes because I have so many deductions. But when you go to an actual accountant, they will tell you differently. I mean, there are so many rules that you need to pay attention to and stipulations when it comes to tax deductions. So make sure you are following a actual tax professional and not just taking yeah. advice from, I think, fellow business owners. Because, yeah. Well, and too, because like their business could be at a different yeah. tax bracket than your business. So like they're, because honestly, that's how it works is the more money you make, the more breaks and things and all that kind of stuff you get. Yeah. So they might be at a totally different. So yeah, these things might work for their business, but that doesn't necessarily work for your business. And two, finding someone who maybe even specializes in small business, mm-hmm. you know, I think can be helpful too, because they're going to be more knowledgeable about, you know, what you can do, what you can't do, and really be able to get you the most, I guess the most, I guess, bang for your buck. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. And you, it's always a good idea to just get familiar and get all of that under control in year one when your income and revenue is lower. Because, you know, in year five, when you're making good money and you still just have no idea, I mean, that can be a rough situation that you get yourself into Mm -hmm. when you're just Mm -hmm. behind on taxes or have the IRS knocking at your door saying Mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't know. 
just moral of the story is understand small business taxes and treat it as something very serious in your business. Yes. Yes. Don't ignore it. Don't. Yeah. (laughs) All righty. Well, those are our three tips and hopefully you guys can take all of this and avoid some of the mistakes that we made. Mm -hmm. And of course, don't let any of this deter you from starting your business. You know, you, there's always going to be mistakes to be made, whether it's day one or day a thousand in your business. Yeah. So get started regardless, but yeah, just get started. Yeah. Get started. And like we said, like we're not experts. These are just a couple mistakes that we have made that we wanted to share with you all so that hopefully you can kind of take that in and avoid it. And like Brittany said, like there's always more mistakes to happen. There are always, I mean, things that happen in life. You know, we're all human. None of us are perfect. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but we just kind of want to share with you guys, you know, we're not perfect. And these are some things that we goofed up on and hopefully y'all can avoid them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as always, if you have any questions, if you have any ideas for episode content, anything you want to hear, anybody you want us to interview, shoot us a message on Instagram at dreamer.2.entrepreneur. And we will talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to our mommy show. Please subscribe and share with all your friends. See you in two weeks. Have a good day.